Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey. I'm Mary Carey, and I'm here with my producer, Matt. Hey! <laughs> Matt, I'm so excited for this episode because of Maitland Ward. So we have two different reasons for being excited. Obviously, Maitland is kind of a, a friend of yours mm-hmm. and, and someone that you know. And I don't know if you know this, but very briefly, I ran a Boy Meets World fan podcast. <gasps> I didn't know that! Yeah, it was. it is probably one of my top five favorite shows of all time. I love Boy Meets World. So I'm coming into this very (laughs) star-studded. I'm very excited. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. I feel like I'm making like a childhood dream come true for you. This is like my (laughs) make-a-wish. Yay. You know, for me, we had a mutual friend, the same person that introduced me to Katie Lohman, our last guest, introduced me to Maitland Ward. You know, he had met her at red carpets and he kept telling me about her. And then we both did this reality show pilot that was, and that's how we met. And we instantly got along. You know, she, she, she's hilarious. She's super sweet. And I like that she was taller than me because um, not a lot of women are. So it was fun to be around, like around someone close to my own size. And um, yeah. And then we, I remember we went to a basketball game together. It was pretty crazy. And maybe I'll ask her. If she remembers it, because I don't remember much. It was right before I went to rehab. So I'm assuming you never watched Boy Meets World, correct? Or- no, I mean, maybe once or twice it was on TV. Well, the joke with her character is everyone would call her the Amazon because she was oh. so tall. Yeah, she is so tall. But- <laughs> so that was kind of you saying that. I'm like, man, that, so that wasn't just a joke in the show. Like, she actually is very tall. Yeah, I'm 5'9", and she is, I mean, she's honestly probably 5'11". But, you know, I mean, I guess people call me, sometimes people think of me as, you know, Amazon. So I guess with her too, you know, but yeah, she's really tall, very funny, very, very sweet. And, you know, so then I moved to Florida and then that's kind of when she was in LA starting, I think her Patreon page, which really took off. I remember hearing from a friend. It was cosplay at first, I feel like. Yeah. And it was making a lot of money. A lot. (laughs) And then she did her OnlyFans and that took off. And then she decided to do, you know, full on do porn. And then she started getting a bunch of awards for that, you know. But she was always interested in this stuff, I feel like. Probably. You know, I mean, there's only one way to find out. And I exactly. Think you go to the interview and yes. find out. Okay. <laughs> what happened last night? Did we do what I think we did? How is Uncle Dave? 
Dave's good. I see him a lot. <laughs> I know. I love the, the Christmas Carol stuff. It's so funny. I know. Every year. He writes them out and we go sing them and sing dirty carols on the streets. She sings dirty Christmas carols, Matt. <laughs> it's with our, with the, the friend Dave, the one how I met Katie Loman. I had her on last oh, week. God. <laughs> and then I met Maitland through Dave also. Dave always has this collection of girls. Well, now he's got one. It's only Maitland. No one, <laughs> no one else is left in LA and are doing <laughs> Everybody left. <laughs> but I can never remember. Is Dave the, who's the roommate? You're like former next door neighbor that you- <laughs> it's also Dave, but they're two different Daves. Yeah. Okay. I was that always getting I... confused because you're like, you remind me of my neighbor Dave. See, but that one is always called. He's always neighbor Dave. I'm not capable of calling him just Dave. <laughs> Dave is just Dave. Dave is just Dave. Yeah, it's so funny though because to a lot of people when I'm telling stories, well, once people thought he was my dad. I was at Walgreens <laughs> getting my flu shot, and I was let's see, it was in 2017. And he's not that old even, you know, he's not that old. And I was getting my flu shot and I was like, you need to get one too. And she's like, oh, does your dad want one? And I started laughing so hard. I was like, cause you know, he's only like 13 or 14 years old. Yeah, I know he uh, he just he's very curmudgeonly and, and gray in there. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> I know he's so funny because he I think it's the food he eats because neighbor Dave drinks like a bottle of scotch a day, smokes a pack of cigarettes a day, and looks younger. Dave doesn't drink or smoke. You know, he doesn't. But he eats <laughs> burgers and in and out burgers all the time. For every meal, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Malin looks so young. Malin, I feel like you look really young. Like I was telling Dave, like, I'm like, I think Malin looks like younger now than ever, you know? You need to tell me secrets to looking young. <laughs> well, thank the more you. sex you have, the younger you look, maybe. Yes, that is the No, key I can say categorically that's not the case. It's squirt in your face. That's what, <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, you know what else, Maitland? I hate to embarrass Matt, but it's something he told me when we recorded the intro before you got here. And he actually used to host a Boy Meets World podcast. You did? Oh my gosh. The Playing with Squirrels Boy Meets World podcast. Playing with Squirrels. <laughs> I don't get it. He was basically Will on, on the show. He Oh, okay. Future and he was in the wilderness or whatever, and his name was <laughs> with squirrels or whatever. Oh, and then I was telling him how you were tall, like, you know, like not that much taller than me, maybe an inch or right. two, right? right? But, and he was like, oh, she really is tall because they always used to say that on the yeah. show. I'm like, yep, we're tall. I feel like most of her character development was like, Rachel, she's tall. Yeah. <laughs> she gets in her lingerie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else on the show. Wait, they put you in lingerie on the show? Yeah, I was actually quite a sexualized character. And that's I, that in my book, I actually, there's a lot about that. Oh, yeah. We have to talk sexualized about Sexualized in the way it was kind of, you know, maybe you didn't get it at the time, but it was like underscore of it all. Maybe you did get it because I was pretty much like... <laughs> Dressed and dressed a lot. Like I said, I've known Maitland for a really long time. I know. And I know. I was like, well, do you remember? Okay, but I mean, I know it's going to be in your book. But what was the okay the first day of your life that you actually can remember? That's not in my book. Not the first day of my life I remember. Well, there's a couple things. I remember getting my first, my dog for Christmas, I think when I was like. Really? I, and it was almost three because that was February. So it was kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I remember like getting it and being so exciting. That's like a wonderful memory that I have. And then another memory I had was when I was about that same age and there was a fire in the neighborhood and it was like traumatic. And to this day, I'm like scared of fires. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) Like when I got older as a kid, I would hear about like fires in the distance and I'd be like, oh my God, is it coming? Is it coming here? Yeah. Evacuate. Like it was, 
nobody got hurt and our place didn't burn or anything, but like, um, it was just that trauma. So yeah, both of those things. The dog was a much better memory. With <laughs> what kind of dog was it? It was a little toy fox terrier. Um, oh. And she had like a bow. I remember red bow around the neck. Um, and she was so precious. And she lived until I was 19. And so that's wait, how old was I? I'm not good at math. Was she like 17? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I had her good. throughout my entire childhood. Like, That's so I, good. I became very obsessed with dogs since I've lived in Florida. But now I have two little dogs. One's big, one's little. And I just love them. And I want them to live to be like 25. Oh, I know. I know. And I'm so worried. I mean, what kind of dogs do you have? I have a, a Chihuahua mix and a Beagie, which is a Beagle Corgi mix. Oh, uh, so yeah. like really short little legs. And I saw like when I saw him in an adoption fair, I was like, oh. just by happenstance, I wasn't, we weren't planning on getting a, a dog right then. We had the Chihuahua mix already. Mm -hmm. He was like a big little or a little big dog. He looks like a big dog and he has a deep voice. <laughs> He's short. He's compact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they get along really great. Um, my little chihuahua, he's, he attacks Dave a lot. <laughs> really? You know, dogs don't like Dave. The big dog that we had when we were, remember the big dog, uh, Mara? Joe always says she's a good judge of character. And when she met Dave, I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, obviously she barks when someone comes. She barked like probably for about 20 minutes straight. So we, <laughs> so we had to put her outside and we stayed in the house. But then when we went outside to shoot pictures, we had to like switch. She barked the whole entire time that he was at the house. Oh, so that's what well, my dog Sullivan, he does. Well, they have, a, <laughs> they have a love hate relationship though, because he barks at him, but then all of a sudden they'll be very like, he pets him and they have like, this wand. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. It goes I wonder so why they do that to Dave. Hmm. <laughs> I think, and he also comes with a bunch of equipment a lot of times. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's like scary. That's true. Yeah, it's like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Maylin, do you have a TikTok? I have not TikToked yet. I'm planning on getting a TikTok for my book. Oh, yeah. I know they take down people a lot. Like, they yeah. I mean, I gave up when I like, I finally, I had this video that was like, at like 1.2 million views when I first started. And I was like, oh, good. And I was getting all these like people signing up to my account. And then the next thing I know, after it was up for a day, like they took, they just kept taking them down. And I made numerous accounts and I've yeah. just given up. <laughs> they won. TikTok won. They beat me down. You so, know? so I'll say that from what I've seen, TikTok, not great for adult actresses. They like snap yeah. on those things right away. But TikTok is fantastic for authors. Yeah, that's what they said. So if I do a book really? page, it's oh. they're so likely to be taken down because it's a book. Speaking of first, is this your first book you've written? <laughs> <laughs> this is my first book I've written. And I know. Word of it. I have I didn't I did not have any ghostwriter. I know I heard Dave told me that. Because I had a ghostwriter when I had my book deal a while back. Like he told me you were writing it all yourself. Like he said yes, that you absolutely. actually he said that you really like to write and that yes. I mean that's impressive. Writing a book yourself? Yeah, and it was crazy. I, I was working at the time on a lot of different things, and then I was also writing it. I had like five months to write the book. So I did it within that period of time. We did it. I mean, I got the book deal a year ago, like right now. Yeah. So the book, yeah, and the book comes out um, September 6th. So okay. on pre-order all the time. And it got number one on pre-order when it came out. Like it's on Amazon. That's nice. amazing. Crazy. I want to know about writing. So how did you do your schedule? How did you get the time to do it? Were you like up all night writing or early mornings? Sometimes I was up all night. I'm not so much an early morning writer. I like yeah. to, uh, I'm not like a real morning person like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I took days like I would be off and stuff. I'd write like really eight hours a day. Oh I would gosh. just fill those days with it. Or like if I was like, was traveling for a bit, I would do it in the hotel or I would do it 
wow. like all over the place. And it was really a weird experience to be like going through your life, mm-hmm. like writing every period of your life, like to childhood, to high school, like just yeah. experiences there and like just wild to, to see yourself. And you also look back and you see yourself differently than you originally thought. You know, like like you thought a circumstance was, oh, it was like this. But when I really examine it, when I look back and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm seeing it through grown up eyes now. Yeah. So, and it was fun, too. It was fun reliving some of that stuff into some of the fun stories and then also some of the more salacious stories. Yeah. And, and, and heartbreaking stories. So I wish I could write. But if I wrote a book, it would sound kind of like maybe like a fifth grader wrote it. <laughs> it wouldn't be very good. I, I'm curious. <laughs> Obviously, you clearly, I mean... If you signed the book deal about a year ago today and it's ready to go and pretty much coming out in September, clearly there's a passion and a knack yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm assuming this isn't going to be your only book. I really hope to do actually like fiction books and stuff. That too. was going to be my next yeah, question. I was going to say Are you going to do more memoirs or do you want to do fiction? Well, I went to UCLA for screenwriting. Oh, you know what? Dave told me that too, actually. Yeah. He said he's like, you know, Maitland, you know, she fancies herself a writer. You know, it is sarcastic voice. Like I did a lot of college like writing stuff. That's so, so oh my gosh. Okay, so I, I have a first that I want to ask you then. Ooh, Do you okay. remember what the first film was that made you want to write film? Oh, write film. The first film I remember just loving was Star Wars. <laughs> did you really like that? That's She's like the perfect, I swear, guys love this. I used to dress up as Princess Leia when I was a little girl and I made, yeah. Oh, that's right. You like cosplay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're not just, see, I dressed up in cosplay just because Dave told me to. I didn't realize you were actually into it. (gasps) Maitland, you're every guy's dream. (laughs) And Empire Strikes Back, that was really like, I, it was so deep in like that you know, that brings me all the feels like, Oh, that's so cute. I love it. It's exciting. But the second one, I really, I could, you could really like write so many like dissertations. On. <laughs> like, oh my know. gosh. Malin, I didn't know you were this smart. I knew you were smart, but this is like, <laughs> I learned something new. Keeping with the film theme. I'm, I'm curious. Do you remember what your, your, what you would consider your first real script was that you wrote? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, my first real script, what I did in screenwriting, I actually wrote a script about the Amish mafia where a girl gets uh, inadvertently <laughs> caught up in their uh, drug scheme. They have these amazing magic mushrooms that they transport across the country. <laughs> So, so yeah, you get that. You should turn. You should turn it into a, a porn so, movie. I know people like are interested when they say the Amish mafia. And I really would like to still do that because it's kind of like you should a, do it. Yeah. Can I be in it? Can I be yeah, in it? I, I want to be an Amish. I want to be like the head of yes. the Amish mafia. <laughs> I also did one about my soap opera past. I did um, actually. The story is it sounds dark, but the story is actually about this kind of nerdy. Um, assistant to this soap opera star like she was back like 10 years ago or whatever when she treats him like crap like absolute and she kind of she kind of there's a story about how she ruins his career and all this stuff but 10 years later she's out of work and she finds out that he's this big producer on this this type drama he's become this big success and she's like i need to get to him he loved me once so she hunts him down in like the wilderness of canada like in the snow <laughs> CSI type show and it's really like cornfall and everything but they're just really over the top very it's yeah. they end up killing the lead star of the show by accident or he oh, didn't yeah in the dark woods or whatever 
And so he doesn't want TMZ and stuff to find out <laughs> the part. And she kind of blackmails him into it. I like it. The, the cool thing with writing a book is that like you went on this completely different path, right? You wrote all these scripts. You became an actress. You're you're on all these shows. And but now you're writing a book. And like, who knows what doors that's going to open where it's all of a sudden true. you can dust yeah. off all these scripts and say, hey, this is what I have to present to you. And like somehow you get back to where you were when you were 18, like back yeah, to the dream you had when you were 18. Weird, it's such a weird, I did a sitcom this pilot this, uh, this last summer and it was really weird to be back on the set. It was kind of, it was like a full, full circle moment. It was really cool. Yeah. It's, it's weird to like, and especially to have done it all through porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> porn has opened up all the doors. For yeah. most people, it closes on. But for Maitland, yes. everything <laughs> opens up. Dating, like success, like more success than I had when any time in my career. So it's it's really wild. I mean, it's it's crazy. But I think you're a very unique situation. I don't think that would happen for many people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, well, you I, I think came out of it too. I mean, you came out of porn, like you know, more. Successful. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, but that was like how I started. I mean, like, but it's still a different situation because <laughs> you had a lot of mainstream success. Your Patreon and everything was already making a lot, like a lot of money. Yeah. I remember when her cosplay stuff started to blow um, up because I'm friends with a lot of people in the cosplay community. There was just this one day at the conventions. There was this buzz. Of like, oh, the the girl from Boy Meets World is doing these like <laughs> really impressive cosplays, and like Aww, it started so to build this groundswell. It was cool. It was a weird thing to to see happen. Well, you and know what's interesting? I that's it was something authentically that I wanted to do, and I was told so many times not to do it by people. Don't you need to stop being sexy? You need to stop doing all that stuff. And and I was like, I'm doing it. And the only reason I got to where I was is because the fans kept coming and kept supporting me and kept fighting for me and like. We're really there for me as an army along the way. So um, that's, yeah, really, Hollywood was shutting doors on me left and right and telling me I had to be a certain way or conform or whatever. My fans and the press and, you know, everything, uh, they were the ones who helped me catapult me to forward. <laughs> I know Malin has the best fans I've ever seen for anyone They're so ever. Great, They're like really, really good fans. And I've heard stories from Dave about how great some, like, you know, at the yeah. I guess the couple that came to meet you in um, at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, it's wonderful. He told, yeah, he tells me how he's like hanging out with them. They sit like talk about. Yeah, it's so amazing. They're friends with each other too. Yeah, that's so cute. And you know what's funny? Dave has a, he has a following because there was photos that came out of him dressing me at these Comic Cons. Oh. So, so Dave has he when he goes to these Comic Cons, he gets some little autograph seekers. Really. <laughs> Oh, that's so I don't know if he's ever signed one. Act. Well, yeah, he did a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I'm sure. He probably was so excited. I think he did. No, he did. I think he did at AVN, actually. <laughs> well, you know, I want to know, what was the first time you decided you wanted to be an actress or a model? Did you do acting or modeling first, actually? I, I did acting. And that is a story in my book that okay. I got into wow. it. I can say when I was a kid, though, I loved acting. The first time was when I was playing the Star Wars in my yard. I just loved doing that as a very small child. Like, so that was, that was, um, one of my, my passions to play like those movies and stuff. And, and like one time I remember coming home from, I don't know, like the circus or something. And I just <laughs> wanted to reenact like everything from it. Like all yeah. of, all of, or and I, I remember I saw Annie too, as a kid. And I was like, 
on at a playhouse out in, in California. But um, and I was just like, wow. Although I can't sing very well, so I know I can't either. Really Annie was to. dead, but <laughs> all the songs, and I did it, and I, my dog was Sandy, and like <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. And you guys both had the red hair. Well, no, no, I didn't have. I had kind of like it was kind of like blonde, strawberry blonde. Oh, okay. Yeah. Close enough. Close yeah, enough. right. I didn't have like that red hair. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Never mine is like more that. like enhanced redder. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ever in school plays or anything? Oh, yeah, a lot. Okay. And I did a lot of like high school plays. And it was funny because I got on the soap opera when I was in high school. So at 16, I was like working on, you know, the soap and everything. But before that, I did it. Oh my gosh. I did. And I did community kind of play stuff since I was like 10. Oh, okay. So you've been so, acting a long time. I didn't do professionally until I was like, old enough in, to get a job <laughs> like in, did you like, ever get a lead in the school play yeah what was your first lead i had okay you know the uh, movie 12 angry men yes. oh yeah yeah did you do a women's version of it well they did 12 angry jurors because we oh. yeah, so they did different <laughs> men and women i was the one who was the terrible like oh, mean really? guy. so fun because i was just like this terrible guy and i don't even remember all the details we changed it a little bit but because of course it wasn't 12 angry men anymore but um i just got to play like this really out of character kind of just mm. crazy mean guy so <laughs> I won a school award for it it was I, it was really very, you won an award for that yeah, that young we had these little oscars at school it was cute and i won <laughs> actors and the year before i like won a best oh best supporting actress for armis brooks i played one of the teachers i was not the lead i was one of the teachers there but she was a real comedic kind of teacher and that was fun. So that was like my breakout kind of high school role. <laughs> were you on the soap opera while you were in high school then? Like, did yes. you actually go to normal school? Yes. How did you do both? I did it. I had a tutor on the days I worked and I was in high school in the days I wasn't. It was great. I had the best of both worlds. I, I feel was. like it's not likely that your classmates were necessarily watching soap operas. So like, did that kind of change anything for you in like the it social standing? Yeah, because no matter if they weren't, they were watching them though. I think that's a mis misnomer to say they weren't watching them. I I think girls like to watch, yeah. or they did more. I was not a popular kid before. I was a drama nerd, and yeah. so yeah. I was that kind of. I mean, I wasn't unpopular. Where you know, people I was a ballet nerd, probably very similar to like the kids. It's like the art ballet. Yeah, <laughs> I hung out with my ballet people. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know. So yeah. I think it was funny because after I got it, it broadened my circle. And I yeah. all of a sudden, all these people were coming out of the woodwork that they wanted to be my friend. Isn't it funny how that happens? It happens like when you're an adult. Like, yeah. you know, I remember when I ran for governor, like some point yeah. where I was a wicked contract girl when I was brand new, who really didn't really talk to me on set. We were going to Playboy show. Then I was out at a pool party at the Roosevelt after uh -huh. I ran for governor. And she was just like waving and going crazy. And I'm like, who is she? And I'm like, wait, she like acts like she doesn't. And then she was like introducing me to all these people. And I'm like, this is my first time really experiencing when someone like acts like they don't know you. And then all of a sudden they're your best friend. And you see that all the time in LA. Who was your first celebrity crush? I can't say that because my whole book starts. Ah, well, I'm so excited. Did, did you ever get to hook up with your celebrity crush? No, I can't say that exactly, but I, there was a certain type of coming mm. together later in life. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, this book is going to be really good. So, you know, if you're listening right now and you want to know the answers, like me personally, well, I want an autograph copy. And um, I will give you one. Yes, I will yes. totally give you one. Yes. And I can't wait to read the answers. We'll do a whole episode and just read the book like out loud, you know, and 
go over it. Yeah, multi-part book on tape. (laughs) (laughs) And do the audio for it. You haven't done. You haven't done it yet. I heard that's so hard. I wonder how long that's going to take to do. I mean, I think it's fun going to the. I've only gotten to record in a recording studio once, and it was like 2004. It was. Back you know, when there was like ringtones and they would have people like slip. Yes. So mine was like, this is Mary Carey, like vote for me, like silly things. But I got to be in a recording studio. I know and I remember true. I was like, because I always wanted to be a rapper. That was kind of one of my <laughs> dreams. I'm not even joking. When I got to be in the recording, but then I wasn't very good at that either. So, I mean, I still think I'm okay. But <laughs> I remember once I was drunk feature dancing. And because the guy who was my like head of security or investor for my porn company had security had a connection with like a very famous rapper and stuff so I was convinced that like he could like help me so I was drunk and spent an hour in my dressing room in between my shows like leaving voicemails this is 2007 you're like leaving I'm like I got one this is so good and like rapping <laughs> on a voicemail because I thought I had some really good lyrics but <laughs> I don't think they were. I want to go to the recording studio with you. I could do like yeah. a, a rapping audio book. For a you. rapping audio. Yeah. <laughs> just be, she could just be your audio book hype woman. You can be woman. called the Amish Mafia. That's, oh my gosh, yes. That's a, that's a, that'll be, yeah. We should get slutty Amish outfits. Like really slutty Amish outfits that we wear. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we know what with auto tunes, we could probably even do it ourselves. I mean, that's honestly, I used to tell people, I just want to be a one hit wonder, auto tune my voice. Anytime I dated people in the music industry, like I remember I was kind of like hooking up with Exhibit for a while. I used to always tell him, I'm like, I really, really want to be a rapper. Like, please, let's just, and he's just like, no, like you're not going to be. He would like literally be like, no, like very straight face. Wasn't joking. Just like, no. Not gonna happen. I tried. I tried for many years, many years. I even been in the studio with him. Still wouldn't let me record. But you know what? Now Maitland and I are gonna do it. We're gonna do it. The Amish Mafia. Yeah. You know what? This is definitely gonna happen. I. Think. <laughs> I feel like I should move back to like my condo is still out there. Yeah. So I'm renting it out, but maybe I'll go back to LA. Or that's the Florida trip. We- yeah, you'll you do it here. Yes. Thing is, I feel like I have more music industry hookups out there. Oh, yeah, but, that's true. But LA, you know right? what? In Florida, I bet you we, we could just get some like little rinky dink studio. They'll you be just- very happy to have us in there. We'll promote them on Instagram or something. Yeah, go on fiber. Like <laughs> this is it. This is it. I've got it. You know, and then we'll tour nightclubs. Like, you know, doing our show as long as I'm sober. <laughs> She's seen me drunk because I don't remember the night very well. So maybe, what was your first experience going to a Lakers game with me? Because I don't remember it. Or is that in the book? Put it in the book. I want to be in the book. I'm really, yeah. Put it. Don't tell us. Put it in the book. I remember it being, it was a lot of fun, Mary. It was just, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> That's true. We did. Yeah, we were in the first row. But then these other, remember these guys moved us to courtside at one point? Yes. Then? We were one row behind courtside, you know? And then we were courtside in that private lounge. Yes, it was really great. The private lounge was really great. And I remember you were in the bathroom with some guy. That Wait, I was that really? I wasn't sure if that happened or not. Bathroom, but you were peeing. You weren't like, oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> That sounds like me. Yeah. yeah. But I remember after somehow afterwards we we were getting a ride and no, Dave came to pick you up. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I was in a crazy store. <laughs> Dave. Dave's like waiting at the Joanne Fabric store. Dave was my chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny though. But no, it was it was a okay, good, good. It was good. good night. 
That's good. Um, okay, good. Yeah, you were just, that was just playing that bathroom incident. Oh, and there was like a secret room. That's right. A cigar room. There were some things that went on in there. <laughs> probably, probably. Oh, no, the first time we met was with was that reality pilot. pilot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a reality pilot together. With that crazy Russian girl. I always thought Dave was exaggerating her. There was Matt, there's this like Russian girl that's friends with Dave is friends with all these unique characters and he exaggerates <laughs> a lot, you know? Yeah, what was what was the reality? Because you had mentioned in the intro that you had met doing a reality yeah. show pilot yes. that I assume never took off, but what was the should've. reality show? It really should have. It was really funny. Yeah. It was well, it was like our photographer friend Dave and how he because he had like he would he had this girl Alicia and then well there was a girl Phoebe, that wasn't going to be in it. Nadia, who's a Russian, myself, Maitland. I feel like, is that it? Maybe that was it. But like, yeah. And about how it was, it's just strange that Dave is friends with all of us, you know. Because, he like, and how he got press and made us. Yeah. And, he was very, very good at getting press. Yeah. And like in different, like we were all a different character. Like, yeah. Different, he, he grew our careers in different ways. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, that was the thing because we would plan things, Matt. Like, her, like, you know, he would say, okay, wear this shirt. And do this, you know what I mean? Like, he would make you little props. Like, for me, let's see, when there was an election with Trump, he made things that said, like, um, caucus anyone. And I wore that shirt. It got picked up with, like, Maitland. I mean, he always had little outfits. Yeah, cosplay. And he would come up with, like, he would put a lot of work into it. But it would always, like, get traction, you know, when he would do Mm -hmm. it. So it was interesting. It was fun. But, like, Maitland and I were kind of, we instantly clicked because this one girl was just so crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and so, like, Maitland understood my sarcasm when I was yeah, kind of, like, making, like, making fun of her. So when you were being a bully. Got it. Okay. I was. No. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> How are you enjoying shooting porn? Do you like it? I do. I, You know, I can talk about it. I mean, I've come into it. I, I go way more in depth into it. Yeah. I, I came into it, and I did my first scene for Blacked. Oh. Uh, there's a whole story with it that definitely will be in the book and stuff like that, but it the, when it came out, it went like bonkers, like broke all records and stuff for the site. Yeah. So like that weekend, Caden Cross, who yeah. was deeper.com, she was filming her first feature and one of the actresses fell through Oh. and she needed someone or it was going to be dead on arrival. They couldn't do yeah. it. They were doing it in time for award season too. So they mm. had a cut off that they had to get it done in this time. That, like that Monday, like my scene came out on Saturday and that Monday she got the call like to say, you should talk to Maitland. And then I was like literally working on Drive, which which blew up and went everywhere. Oh, I remember seeing all the stuff about that. Yeah, yeah. Drive was like, it was huge. It was like, it hit every single news outlet, I think possible all over the world. It was insane. Yeah. Like, girl from Born Meets World is doing porn. Even though I had already done that, that and a couple other things like during like the very short time. And I had done, of course, my Patreon and everything. Mm-hmm. For all that. that was the thing that got, and it just went crazy. It's, you know, Drive, the, Deeper's membership was just starting. It like went triple right right away. Really? It was like insane. And then yeah, and then like four months later, I won the all my awards. Yeah, you were gonna win. I remember. Oh yes, because I remember Dave telling me when you won yes. the awards. He's like, "Oh, Maitland called me. I think she's a little <laughs> drunk. She's very happy. She's thanking me because I was on the phone with him, and he had to like hang up with me to talk to you. <laughs> I think it was like, <laughs> in like the middle of the night. Or you won. That was your first ABN awards show, right? Yeah, I won, and I actually. For Expos, I won, and then I won for um, Best Crossover Star. Star that was Expos. I bet, and I won a cosplay award. What was your first cosplay that you ever did? Well, well I think everybody knows that I do talk a lot about that, but I'll say my first one that got me crazy because I did cosplay for a while before that. 
But the first one that was crazy was Slave Leia. That yes. Everywhere. Okay. Because it wasn't really a plan for me to do it professionally. I just like to do it. So that's so I like that you actually like to do it though, because yeah. you know, there's some of us that just got dressed up because we are told yeah. to and you get attention. Whereas like someone like you who genuinely likes to do it, that's just I think that's a yeah. big deal. I kind of, I miss the cons and stuff. Oh, you should go do it. It'll be huge now. If you'll be even bigger now, yeah, if you did it, I, I want to go to Comic Con this year, or San Diego, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I want to dress up and go. <laughs> but now everyone knows I won't be like authentic. Yeah, you, you know? already, you already. I just admitted that I would. Just, but you know what? Just because I still like to enjoy, isn't it? Like I do enjoy to dress up. Can yeah, I dress up like supernatural characters? Yeah. The TV show. I think they would eat that up. It except Comic-Con. for the like guy characters. Not no, really you can do a gender bend. I mean, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, that's actually a great lead-in because in a million years I would have never guessed that you were a fan of supernatural. Yeah. So my question is: There anything that you? absolutely love that most people would never imagine is something that you love? I think there's a lot of people, a lot of things that I love. I'm pretty straightforward with my fans though. They know a lot of spoofy stuff that I do. I think my fans know and stuff. I like to play video games. I like to play Animal Crossing. (laughs) Anal anal Crossing? In my book, there is a chapter on anal and anal preparation. Oh my gosh. You know what? I need to learn. I mean, that was the number. I used to always ask different girls that on my other, on my Vivid Radio show. And it's a lot of preparation. Like Lisa Ann told me that she would have to like ride the set with a toy in her butt and like not eat any food, which the whole no food thing. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Anal is actually, it's not, doesn't come hard, comes hard to me, but (laughs) like, I don't, I like it. I I don't have, came pretty easy and (laughs) Yeah. I can't even put the words together without it sounding like. <laughs> no, it sound, but yeah. how do people, but you know what, how do normal people, if you don't have the prep, because you know, if you're doing all the preparation, how does it happen then in normal life? Like if you, let's say you go on a date with a guy, you know, for anyone out there maybe listening wants to know, how do you do it in real life? You go on a date with a guy, you have yeah. some dinner and drinks. Do you have to, like, how do you have anal sex then, right? Because then you can't. Oh, like, you know what? There's a whole thing about that. There's it's a oh, little, good. little misleading okay. that you can't have any food. Okay, good. But if you go like listen, just clean out with some warm water with Okay. I go into more detail for a person. Okay, good. Yeah. But but for a normal just a person who wants to do it, yeah. just get it like a douche thing. Yeah. Squirt it up there, hold it for a second, and then do that a couple times. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. You carry should. enemas in your purse and you'll be yeah, sure. well, maybe. Obviously, the last question is almost definitely going to be in the book, which is the whole theme of the podcast. Instead of you giving us the answer to this question, I want to give you the spotlight to tell everybody exactly what they need to do in order to get the answer to this question. Oh, well, right. Like my book comes out September 6th this year, and it's called Rated X, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood. Oh, I like that. Basically, all they have to do is go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or even I have a Simon and Schuster author page too, so where you can look all the links of like more independent bookstores and stuff. But Amazon and Barnes and Noble are carrying it like right now. Pre-order all of them, like pretty much anywhere those places. Even Audible, I think you can order the audio one in advance too. <gasps> and there's a lot of places like anywhere books are sold, it will be out. But anywhere books are sold, <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna have some really fun pre-order campaign stuff like some prizes coming up through the months and contests and, and cool stuff. Um, and through, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really exciting. And I can't wait to like sign books, hopefully like COVID 
being overstay away. Yeah, book tour, right? You'll have yeah. a book tour. We'll You'll definitely it. come to Florida, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Oh my gosh. We should do one at my house. <laughs> that- yeah, that's amazing. Are you excited, Matt? Are you gonna read the book? I'm absolutely I love Me memoirs. Those those are Me like too. my number one thing that I read anymore. It has a lot, a lot of stories about like when I've worked on and anecdotes and stuff like that. But then it's also the story of like a of woman's journey and like sexual empowerment and like taking her life in her own hands in Hollywood and not letting a Hollywood or anybody tell you what to do and creating your own path. Like so um, it, it does that, tells a lot about that too. So it's parallel. It's kind of like telling all the stories of my career, but then all the stories about how I developed and came who I am. <laughs> I think that sounds really good. I think it's going to be a New York Times bestseller. Maylan, thank you so much for taking your time out to do this. I really, I mean, this is something we were really excited to have you do. And you know what? And she's our third guest. So like third time is, I don't know. the charm. Yes. It's like, that means it's the best. And now the show will be perfect from here on out. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm so happy about this. Okay, Maitland, I don't want you to go. Why don't we do this all night long? Yeah, there could be a whole all night podcast. Yeah, let's just stay on. Yeah. So I feel like we've had a lot of, you know, in the there's the show right now, uh, Pam and Tommy, that's all about like the celebrity sex tape stuff. But I feel like there's a lot less often of like someone who was a success on a mainstream show deciding to go into a full blown adult film career are there any other people that you can I, think of well kind of but it doesn't i don't know it wasn't quite the same like china i was good friends with her True. she was a wrestler she ended up making the decision to do porn like she had a vivid contract to do movies yeah. but i mean her situation was very different than maitland as in i think she was like obviously very kind of desperate for money at the time she had nothing else really going on i don't necessarily think something she wanted to do it was kind of like i have to do this whereas for maitland it was you know a big it was something she just wanted to do like maitland didn't have to go do porn i mean she could have honestly just stayed doing her patreon page yeah her patreon and her cosplay were bringing in yeah it wasn't like it wasn't like an act of desperation right it was a complete choice to do it so i think that i guess so i would have to say she's probably the only one i can think of yeah, that's that's crazy. Obviously, we talked about this on the previous episodes, but again, you're hearing the sweet sounds of Gene the Werewolf and their song I've Got the Love as our intro and outro right now. But currently, that's just a temporary thing that they gave to us as a favor. We want to hear a theme song from one of you listeners. So we also now, this is very exciting, have a <laughs> podcast email address. So <laughs> how about you send your best Popping your cherry with Mary Carey theme song to poppincherrypod at gmail.com. <laughs> It'll be linked in the show notes. And if you don't want to write a song, but you're in a band and you've got some good tunes, we're always looking for music to play to intro and outro the interviews. So send us some of that stuff and we'll make sure to promote you in the show notes and let people know, hey, check out this band. They they led into the interview for us this week. <laughs> yes, we will do that. <laughs> We're also on Instagram now. We have our own little oh. Instagram page. Let's first talk about what your Instagrams are. If people want to get the okay. R-rated version of Mary Carey posts, they can yes. go to. Real Mary Carey and Real Miss Mary Carey. 
And if you want to go for the very PG just posts about the podcast, it's Mary oh. Carey podcast. I'm going to follow myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're following you. So Okay, good. <laughs> Let me follow myself. Well, this has been so much fun, Matt, and I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> <laughs>